Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor's going to distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.com. FM to get started. Hey guys, Maria Menunos here. Before your favorite TV after show begins, we want to let you know about my new show on Sirius XM Stars Channel 109. It's called Conversations with Maria, and it's live Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. Go to conversationswithmaria.com for more info. Buzz you later. You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, After Buzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Hi guys, thanks so much for tuning in to After Buzz TV. On tonight's show, we will be discussing Season 1, Episode 4, Manly Whatnots on the show. Lucifer, I'm your host, Samantha Benitz. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Samantha underscore Benitz. And here's my lovely co-host, Dave Child. I am very lovely. I'm Dave Child at at Mr. Dave Child on Twitter and Instagram and DaveChild.com. Alright, so if you're ready today. to groove. I uh, know, you're missing Steven. He's not here today, but he's here in spirit and he'll be back next week. Right. So today we're going to give you the lowdown on what happened on episode four. So let's get started, Dave. Yeah, let's what dive into it. What did you think about episode four? This, uh, this one was a rough one for me again. Uh, like last, uh, last week, I really want them to keep going dark and I want them to go darker. What was really nice was we got some Amenadiel and Maze kind of conspiring mm-hmm. uh I, and we'll talk about this as the as we talk about the whole show but like i love the fact he has the scars on the back and you talk a little bit more about his origin and kind of his magical background with lucifer but yeah the uh the case was uh was interesting this time around and i like i did like how it deal, dealt with people that were like the game mm-hmm. so it was a it was a fun one but i want them to keep going darker and more magical I think a lot of people definitely agree with you, and that's why this show is iffy on whether or not it's going to have a season two, right. so I'm going to let you guys know. I did a little research, and according to TV by the numbers, Lucifer premiered to a solid 2.4 rating two weeks ago, especially after X-Files had that nice you know, premiere, and people kind of thought that it would drop off soon after, but episode two held up pretty well, scoring a 2.0 and retaining its lead-in at just about the same rate. It's still early yet. But 
in three weeks' time, Lucifer will have a smaller lead-in when the X-Files goes away. Oh, People are true. wondering. But they did say that the show is looking like a good bet to return. So, right. Lucifer fans, maybe you can rejoice soon. Yeah. So, what did you think about the episode? What do you think about the, the main case? The okay. Main story so, let's get into it. So, as far as this episode, I mean, we are introduced to this character, Lindsay Johnson. And mm-hmm. she got involved with this guy from the Players Group, who we kind of learn more about yeah, throughout the episode. Players Club. Yes. Who, <laughs> who decided to intro himself with the Eye of the Tiger music? Yes. Which is why. We, decided we to brought start it the back show. for you. Yeah. That's what we do over here. So. We're a bunch of players here as well. <laughs> you know the game. So, okay. So, it's pretty interesting to me that we're introduced to this character and we're wondering, she's in some trouble. We see right. her on the phone and she's kind of bloodied up and bashed and we're wondering what happened to her. She seems like a nice girl. Yeah. Of course, Lucifer and Chloe get involved and things kind of go from there. Yeah, so, I feel like they're building off of the... They're, everything kind of comes from a Los Angeles point of view. Right. And so they're building off the idea of people that come to Los Angeles to pursue their dreams. And that's where, you, that's why the first time we see them is in like a little road trip movie. Yep. Kind of coming this way. So that's why they're coming to LA and what they find in LA is, seems to be mischief, I guess. Exactly. Yeah. Just case after case of people kind of doing things that are. Right. Not the most. Right. You know. So we get, we get in this episode, we meet, we meet these players. We yep. meet people that that use women for their own good, and at the same time, this kind of goes right with where Lucifer is at in mm-hmm. his head, where he's trying to get over Chloe by sleeping with Chloe. Mm-hmm. So he's trying to get with Chloe. So he's dealing with all these players that are trying to play the game themselves. Exactly. So. It reminded me of that show that was on a while back. It was a reality show about mm. how guys would basically teach other guys to get any girl by just utilizing certain tactics and catchphrases and right. wearing statement pieces. So they really reminded me of that because they Peacocking. bring up this whole uh, conduct of kick-ass caveman. That's what it's Right, Carver. they call it being a kick-ass caveman. <laughs> yeah, Carver brings yeah. up his whole production and you know, he has all these principles, be seen, stand out, take risks, be a protector, be a leader, be confident. But underneath all of that, this guy is vulnerable, he's in love with this Lindsay girl we find out later in the episode, and it's just a really big parallel to me to show how fake things can be in Los Angeles, but furthermore, right. anywhere. The illusion is always different different than what it actually turns out to be in real life. So I really yeah. felt like this was a good episode to kind of show the relationship between these two characters, Carver and Lindsay, but also with Lucifer and Chloe, where you see Lucifer really wanting to get to know Chloe, but because he has some type of interest in her, but furthermore, yeah. because he's wondering why he can't get under her skin and under her clothes as well. Right, yeah. Ooh, nice. Ooh, <laughs> you like nice that there? Hello, slip that in there. Mm. So, you know, it's interesting that Chloe is still holding her ground up to this point, too, yeah. because now I can tell in this episode she finally is realizing who she's dealing with. Right, the of devil. course. Yeah. It's, it, it is nice to have her kind of realize, put the pieces together finally that he is probably supernatural. Right. Um, and thinking that Noticing all the people throughout the episodes that we have seen, that he's thrown through plate glass windows, that he's manipulated and uh, kind of turned dark on them. So, you know, she's finally come to 
This realization that she's dealing, that she might actually be dealing with the devil, so starts asking more and more questions about why the devil is there and, and who the devil is. And also, I think she's dealing with kind of her own interest with Lucifer herself mm-hmm. and trying to figure that out. So. I mean, it was interesting, the scene where she's at home and she walks in on him naked while he's making her breakfast. Right. And she didn't turn away for a few seconds there. Let's, let's talk about this uh, Friends moment that happened yeah. in this episode. We, I, I mean, I, it's in other sitcoms, but I, the most famous version of this I know is the Rachel walking in on Joey, I think, in Friends. <laughs> That's what it just reminded me of. And that it was, I couldn't believe that Lucifer was going towards like, oh, they're doing the Friends moment. They're doing the, oh, you saw me naked. So right. I'm going to have, you're going to have to see me naked thing exactly. later on. So. And it, we're right. Actually, it's Chloe who's naked originally. Yeah, and then it's Chloe, flips. Chloe's naked first. <laughs> and, and he's broken to her house. Yep. Uh, to make her breakfast, you know, so that's a nice thing to do in a B and E is make some eggs. Yep. Uh, and then she comes down and surprise, surprise her, her robe falls down. And, uh, so later he has, uh, he decides to pull a Joey and just be naked in front of her, which is, uh, by the way, I'm revealing how much of a Friends fan I am. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> that was a move that Joey tried to pull. On many girls in, in Friends. I don't know why I'm talking about Friends so much in this episode. But just an oops, what did you just see? Yeah, just like, like, oops, it? I'm naked, this will work. What do you think? That doesn't work in real life, people. Don't actually <laughs> learn lessons from Lucifer, a uh, million moms out there. Uh, so, you know, but during that moment, we also he also turns around and we see the scars on his back. Mm-hmm. And I found this moment interesting and probably the most interesting moment of the episode for me because we a few things are revealed he talks about how it's probably his father's fault that mm-hmm. the his back is uh scarred that way which makes her think that he has like an abusive father and i think that's the most interesting lucifer side of lucifer um that i want to see explored more the idea that he's Someone who has a distance with a father figure, even though the father figure is God. But also, um, I like that he made it clear that Maze was the one that took the, the wings off. Yeah, that's what I was going to add. I totally agree. It's interesting how they're kind of showing a human-like dynamic, you know, between a father and a son and how that relationship can become tarnished over time due to different personalities or different choices being made that necessarily the other person doesn't agree with. But furthermore, we also see the relationship with Maze and Lucifer, which is going to totally turn heads, I feel like, in the upcoming episodes because I think they're going to divide because they have a conflict of interest at this point in time. Mm -hmm. But really, the fact that Maze was the one who helped him clip his wings shows how bad she wants him to be evil. Letting him go of his godly abilities and anything that holds him to the heavenly realm, I feel like is something that is in her yeah. you know, interest. She's very pursuant of him returning to hell as the devil. Yeah, and it might it might also hint at the fact that of why he's weakening a bit is the fact that he doesn't have wings. And one mm-hmm. thing I was curious about with this show was whether they're going to make the fact that he doesn't have wings like a metadeal be because he fell as an angel Mm -hmm. and went to hell or because he left hell and having maze be the one to cut off the wings means it's like the comics where lucifer left hell when he left hell he had his wings cut off in the comics it was by sandman Mm. morpheus but like in it seems like it was maze in this one and that's why he's not ruling hell anymore and how he 
is able to stay on Earth and not walk around in slow-mo the entire time. Like so the wings do. can keep him in hell as well. Yeah, maybe. It's, it depends on what rules they decide to do. Because mm-hmm. it also might just make him more powerful or mm-hmm. it might maybe whatever's happening right now where he seems to be weakening that that's a key to everything and uh, a lot of people in the in the live chat by the way i am reading the live chat when i when you get a chance so say hey when you (laughs) go to go to us on youtube and then uh, as we're filming this live on monday we could see what you're saying a lot of people before we started i noticed we're talking about like in the teaser trailer for last week, mm-hmm. we saw them opening a chest, which they never do in this one. Right. And I think it's because last week they were teasing all of the magic angel moments mm-hmm. that were supposed to happen. And I think the opening of the chest is something we're going to see in later episodes. And I think it's going to be his wings. So I think mm, that's that. kind of where it's moving to. But there's also that important scene in this in this episode with uh, Menadiel and Maze. Mm-hmm. I think you brought up. Definitely. So what do you think is going to happen there? Oof, I'm feeling like now we kind of see Amen and Deal having humanly desires. Mm-hmm. To me, the fact that when Maze kind of came on to him during that moment trying to By get... coming on, you mean licking his face. Yes, exactly, right. <laughs> to be more specific. That's a that's another uh, uh, pickup line that works. If you If you show up at someone's house totally naked... And it doesn't quite work. Just go and lick their face. That's really the best Full way to... Foolproof plan, people. Yeah, it always works. That's how I get all my girlfriends is by just licking their face and showing them. He knows what's up, people. Mm-hmm. So this is so crazy that you say that, though, because as soon as he is even licked by her, you can just see his face, and he is just totally succumbed to her power. And it just showed to, to me that ultimately he's going to do what she wants. Right. I'm just feeling like that because they have the same interests. They both want Lucifer in hell. Mm-hmm. Maze because she is his right-hand woman, and Amenandiel, because if he doesn't go there, then Amenandiel is going to end up taking his spot. And I'm feeling like with Maze, that may be just how this happens. Because if he's not stepping in, and he's becoming more weak every episode, I'm really feeling like Lucifer is just deteriorating as a devilish character in order to become more humanly. He really wants to, you know, fight justice at this point. He is there for Chloe. He just does sweet things at times that are almost kind of endearing. So it's interesting because there's so much flack on the show for showing Satan as this, you know, extremely desirable character. Right, yeah. You know, driving the flashy cars, getting the women and all these things. But yet, he does have that equally sweet side that is shown in the first four episodes that I think are the reasons he is becoming less yeah, powerful. Yeah, and becoming more human. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that could be the case. There's also... What's interesting about this episode is um, if you look at the main case, mm-hmm. what the main case is usually reflecting some sort of change in Lucifer or some sort of something that's happening in the main storyline. And what happens in this main case... I'm just going to skip right to it because we've all watched it, yep. I assume, because everyone's watching this. But... Uh, is the it turns out the the twist at the end is that Lindsay, who was kidnapped, is really the person kidnapping herself, right? As well as her brother. Um, whether that's predictable or not, we can maybe not talk about. But uh, <laughs> the idea is that the there's this man who considers himself to be the utmost expert on women mm-hmm. and uh, people and and how to manipulate them much like Lucifer himself mm-hmm. 
and yet finds this one woman that is his weakness Mm -hmm. and is able to pierce that armor he's kind of put around himself and becomes and he's so he does whatever she wants and ends up falling for her trap Mm -hmm. so that's kind of a little bit about what's happening with chloe right now i agree because chloe which makes me lean towards it makes me bring up the question about whether he really is weakening or his only weakness is chloe being around Chloe potentially yeah she was in that scene right and maybe not even being around Chloe but being Chloe's like the only one that could actually hurt him for some reason mm. because we saw in that in that scene that happens towards the end where he confronts the bad guys and I believe Lindsay like he gets shot in this episode in the mm-hmm. beginning of the episode at least and I think towards the end but he doesn't I don't think he gets any bullet wounds until the one shooting him is Chloe. I could be wrong with that. There could be... You can let me know if there was some uh, some bullet that I missed here. I wasn't counting all the bullets in the episode. <laughs> but I feel like the only way he can get hurt is through Chloe. So it makes me wonder as to her mystery, like, where... Who she is and why she's the only one that can hurt him. Right. So that, that might be something that they're actually hinting at. So... I mean, what do you think? What do you think about Chloe and Lucifer's relationship, and how do you think that'll progress? I'm just thinking they're going to be even more and more intrigued with each other. Now mm-hmm. that Chloe knows what he is, she wants to know his position in her life and kind of why he's here. Is he here to help her with crime? Is he here to fall in love with? Is he here to teach her a lesson? I feel like right. she wants to know what's going on. And also. I thought it was an interesting dynamic when Dan came in and kind of showed that he was the jealous husband or ex-husband, mm-hmm. you know, of Not Chloe. Not according to him, though. He's saying, like, you're my wife. Yeah, you're my wife. That's what I was going to address, is yeah. he totally did not want his half-naked wife near this devilishly handsome and charming man mm-hmm. who doesn't, he doesn't really know that this guy's the devil yet, even though he's implied that by saying, I'm Lucifer Morningstar. Maybe Dan caught on before Chloe. Let's hope. I think even if he doesn't know he's literally the devil, I'm pretty sure Dan thinks he is the devil. <laughs> yes, right exactly. Now, I, I totally agree. And yeah. on Lucifer's side, I feel like he definitely is intrigued. And he was saying in this that, you know, now that Maze wants him to go home, Dan- the danger of getting hurt is the most thrilling part to him. Mm-hmm. So I really feel like he's going to just get even more and more wrapped up in this love story. Right. And I'm not really sure how evil his tendencies are going to be until it's a make or break moment, which I feel like is nearing because he's losing his powers. Now he's able to bleed. Now things are going to be changing. Yeah. And he's also, he's also intrigued about all of the weaknesses that he's finding. That's kind of what keeps the show going is him trying to figure out why he's, why he's like falling for this girl or why his charms don't work on the girl. And now why he's being weakened because he's never experienced that before. He's immortal and he's been around, you know, since the literally the beginning of time. So he's trying to he's in, he's experiencing something new and he's trying to figure out why. Mm-hmm. And that's why he keeps getting involved in these cases and keeps getting involved with Chloe uh herself, which is uh and they're also they're also bringing in the fact that he is a powerful nightclub owner, which is how they uh the police use him mm-hmm. to kind of keep the cases going themselves. 
It's so. interesting that you talk about Lucifer and Chloe because I just read an interview with the showrunner Joe Henderson who commented on their dynamic and he said the first driving mystery is a two-pronged thing of our two main characters, Lucifer and Chloe, trying mm-hmm. to figure each other out. That gets us through a number of episodes, but we're not dragging that throughout the entire season. We right. got a four-parter, a two-parter, and a sort of six-parter going on to give you a sense that you don't know when a story is going to end and give some variety to the season. So they definitely don't want to rely solely on those two. That's true. So I mean- I think they're going to implement some more supernatural elements. What yeah. are you feeling? I mean, I feel like they they are going to have to eventually have Chloe realize he is the devil and this was a nice this is a nice way to delay that is to actually have her shoot the guy and see the blood and be like, "Oh, you're just a normal guy. I it's all in my head. You were lying the whole time." Um and she has to come around to the idea that that he is that he is uh could be the devil. Some interesting moments that happened in this episode um with that was that she saw a little flash of red eyes mm-hmm. in in a reflection and uh kind of then started to believe then that that kind of cemented the idea that he is the devil. I could shoot him and he'll be okay. And I thought it was funny that in the previous scene he said, "Sorry, I can't show you a tail or horns." Cuz I kept thinking like, "Couldn't you show him the whole faceless thing where you become like a red faceless person for yeah. a little like brief moment but i get maybe that only happens when he kind of hulks out and and starts to be like i really want to punish a person i was going to ask you so what did you think about the scene where he's punishing Lindsay and right kevin yeah you do get to see a bit of his darker side there which mm-hmm. i was happy to see i really kind of wanted him to do to someone what he does to the producer in the very in the pilot of the show right because the the way he was able to manipulate and um or at least kind of torture the producer in some strange way that we see later he's in the loony bin and like cracking his head against the wall right i kind of bloody pulp yeah i kind of wanted more of that i kind of wanted the that darkness to come back so when he starts to kind of really tower over someone and kind of be a superhero because i in that same scene, you see him with super strength. You see him like holding back a bag yep. from uh, Carver, who's trying to take it and yep. and give it to uh, the proposed kidnappers, mm-hmm. um, so he can get Lindsay back. But he's able to stop him. There's no moment where he's like, "Oh, why? Why am I not able to stop Carver from right. taking it?" So there's all these moments where he's being a superhero devil person, but it isn't until Chloe steps into the room. Yeah. Or shoots the gun that makes the, that something happens. So. I noticed that too. And I feel like a theme that I've kind of seen in the last few episodes is right when he's getting up to punish somebody, I feel like we get right up to the moment and then something happens. Like a cop will step in, a um, Menendeal comes or, you know, there's never this like extreme evilness that I kind of see with Lucifer. Like right, we yeah. build up to this moment and it makes me feel like they're leading up to something really crazy happening since it's kind of been more focused on the procedural elements of the show and mm-hmm. as well as the dynamic between Lucifer and Chloe. But I really do think a lot of fans want to kind of see that the darkness pulled out of him even more. But maybe it's kind of dwindling, especially with his power. So maybe there's a reason why they're not really having him punish per se. And maybe he's kind of going to build up this whole desire to have that aspect of his life back when it's completely missing. 
So I'm hoping that will kind of come into play a little bit later. Right. And how did you think about the whole thing where he is just pretty much pawning his body off to Chloe this entire episode and she's not having it? Do you feel like that's right. going to change later or no? Yeah, well, they're they're the will they, won't they throughout the whole show. <laughs> so, And the good thing about that is like he's not – he doesn't um, – he's not just like uh, – I don't want to say – like roofing other women that <laughs> kind of step into the room with him. But he has this like irresistible charm that he kind of like exudes that any woman will just like fall for. And she's the one that, that doesn't have that. And that makes her more of a chase for him. And also, uh, an idea that like he's, uh, that he'll like, I think when they do fall for one another, it'll be more of a truer kind of love because, she doesn't, she's not, you know, dealing with the devil hormones that he's, like, throwing out. I'm wondering why he isn't seduced. I was glad to see, like, one, uh, the the gay guy who kind of was, like, yeah. falling for him. Because I'm like, I, and I bet, like, he he's, like, uh, attracting a lot of those guys. Because he's Lucifer. He's not going to yeah. go with one way exactly. He has this power on women because he... Yeah, they have a carnal fascination with him. And clearly, right. I mean, he shows his power, especially in the whole auditorium scene where Carver is telling everybody how to do it, how to pick up women, which reminds me the name of that show is The Pickup Artist. That's what I was remembering earlier. Right, yeah. But, you know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Thank you. Shout out to that show. Yeah. But nonetheless, during that scene, we see Lucifer kind of stand up in the audience and let everybody know, oh, these tricks don't really work. And what do you do if you you implement all these tactics and yet you still can't get the girl mm -hmm. and he points over to chloe right next to him and kind of puts her on blast and lets everybody know yeah she's a cop and so right. i feel like his tactics to obtaining justice every episode kind of go haywire but it strangely works for the case every time right it's strange because he's not used to dealing with the trifles of being human he's a guy to do a video game analogy he's He's in God mode the entire time. You know, he's like walks into a room and it doesn't really matter what happens because he's going to get out of it unscathed. Yep. So, but, but not anymore. Right. So now it's a whole new world for him. Now he can get hurt. So he's going to have to deal with how not to get hurt yet still not lie because he doesn't seem to have the ability to lie. Mm -hmm. So he has to talk his way out of stuff by just like holding back some truth or picking out what truth to talk about. And I I can't wait to see more of that to tell the truth because I thought that when he when he just points at her and says like this is a cop this is I'm just like Lucifer why are you doing this yeah this is like it's it was such like a strange move but I guess that's like who that's his way that of exerting is. power over her I feel like she right. has so much power over him being on the police force and she runs everything and she's kind of this you know authoritative woman and she's powerful in that regard and she doesn't really succumb to any of his tricky or devilish ways which i yeah. think is what's so intriguing about her but i also like this little parallel that they had at the end where chloe was talking to her daughter trixie and trixie is talking about the little boy noah at school and she was making the reference of oh you know if if he pushes me in the playground then right. he probably likes me so if you shot lucifer then you must really like him i want to talk about that last scene with trixie a little bit because it yeah. was it was strange because it actually made me think, like, ooh, maybe Trixie has the same sort of powers 
Yep. That like maybe even Lucifer has because she's she's an odd one in that last one. She's she recognizes blood. Mm-hmm. She's able to get the truth out of out of Chloe. So I don't know if this is just yeah kind of simplified writing or if it's actually showing that maybe Trixie and thus Chloe has some sort of connection with stuff. Right. Like, what do you think? Part of the big mystery is like, what do you think Chloe is? What do you think? She'll turn out to be like a, you know, like in True Blood, it's a fairy. Right, that right. That was. Mm-hmm. A lot of people think that that she's going to be the child of God or something, or maybe she's half demon. What yeah. is it? Like, I'm how- feeling like she's on the good side for some reason. She's got such a good moral compass, and she talks about right. her pathway from being this actress with a topless scene to becoming this, you know persecutor for justice and to me it shows that she's caring she wants to make good choices she really is always thinking about her daughter and what's best for her mm-hmm. and so i'm really feeling like it would shock me if she was a demon just because her juxtaposed to maze they're just so vastly different with their personalities and actions i couldn't see them being one of the same right. cloth but you know maybe Maybe so. Maybe when she came to Earth, she kind of lost her devilish ways as well. So it could be kind of similar to Lucifer in that regard. But my guess is she is an angel. And I'm not really sure who or what her purpose is, but she definitely has a reason for being exposed to Lucifer. And that's why these two are shown so significantly on this show. Yeah, I got a question about um, exploring the idea of like who she is. And I could be wrong here, but I don't quite remember where where her mother is in this whole scenario. Have Chloe's they, mother? Yeah. Do you remember if they... Because they've mentioned her briefly and that she's... They're living in the mother's house. Mm-hmm. And that's where the big poster that kind of looks like Star Wars and all the awards mm-hmm. are from because uh, the mother is a big star. And I, I we mentioned in a previous episode, it's like she's coming from Angels herself. Mm-hmm. And but the angels he's coming from are like um, the, the Hollywood angels right. or Hollywood stars, and she's fallen from them, and now is dealing out punishment, and that's how she kind of mirrors Lucifer in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I'm wondering if maybe there's a literal translation, se- yeah, mm-hmm. translation there, or if um, when we meet the mother, we'll get a sense of who she is and how she is the way. She is, and maybe like Lucifer will recognize the mother as like another being from another world or something. Like, it, there could be some connection there. Mm-hmm. And what do you think about also the cases that they're bringing in each week? Are you liking right. the variety? Do you feel like they're kind of a parallel to modern society today? Or yeah. what do you feel like they're trying to achieve with these specific cases and their storylines? Right. I just want to. Take one note yeah. before I get to that because I am sitting on the live. Oh, let's hear thing it. That let's see someone, what they gotta say. That someone said that Chloe said mom the mom died, but nothing about how and when, and that mm. the parents also died. So I think there is like a big accident that happened or a big case that happened in the past. I must have missed that they died. I didn't realize that. I think they did bring up some sort of mystery with the uh that Dan has brought up, the detective uh, douche, <laughs> as Lucifer <laughs> likes to call him, that uh, that she's trying to get over. So there is a sense of mystery about what, what kind of happened to her family. Yeah, I'm curious. Yeah, but to talk about the cases, um, I, I like how they, I, I like it most when they mirror uh, Lucifer strongly. Mm-hmm. And when it's more about his, what he's dealing with on um, 
an emotional and moral level. And if he's fighting, like, whether to change or not, whether when he does change, if it if it really matters at all. Because he's always asking, whenever he meets the bad guy in the end, he's always asking, like, but isn't it good that you're changing for this person or that she was able to change you? Isn't that... You yeah, know, he's like rationalizing a little bit. Yeah, and he's trying to, he's, he's only interested in the case as a way to understand himself and what he's going through. Mm-hmm. So that's good. Um, the cases could be a bit more, uh, interesting for my part. Mm-hmm. Cause I, I feel like I'm more interested in the, what's happening with Lucifer, where he's coming from and, what the big mystery behind everything is. Mm -hmm. And we're focusing the main storylines for every single episode so far have been the case of the week and what the case of the week is. And I, I like the paparazzi one and I like a few of the other cases, but the twists, um, could be more surprising, I think, because it's when you see when a case involves, because there's so much supernatural stuff to deal with. Mm -hmm. And sometimes a case involves like, two or three people mm-hmm. and that means you you know it's going to be one of the two or three people right so it ends up being kind of like easy to decipher who did it kind of right mm-hmm. right because as soon as you realize it's not with this episode like did the case surprise you in this episode i will say this case did surprise me for the first oh, time did. i didn't see her brother being the one who was involved in that oh, she okay. kidnapped herself i really wasn't okay. expecting that i kind of thought it was somebody that carver knew i was figuring it was like guy number yeah. two it's never guy number one it's guy number two maybe I feel it's like that in these cases. maybe it's that guy that got the number of the uh of the name tag girl yes <laughs> i got a question by the way just to kind of go on a little bit of a tangent this always happens in movies and tvs where someone's like you know, this, this hip devilish guy comes in, takes a girl's number, and then a, like this other guy comes up and goes like, oh my god, you got her number? And then he slides the number to that guy. Yep. And says, you know, use this well. That's happened in movies and TVs before, and I'm always wondering, how could it possibly turn out good for that guy? You have to have a very good phone game, because yeah. if you're just calling as a stranger to a woman's phone who I know, right? she's perceiving, oh, I gave this you know, my number to a specific guy last uh-huh. night and then, you know, a different person calls and you're going to be taken off guard and feel like, ugh. Would that ever work on you? Uh, would no. it just be like if some, be a stranger so called you? Like, uh-uh, like, movie phone line. <laughs> Hi, you don't know me, but I know the guy that picked you up at this one bar, but he didn't want to be with you. Yeah. So I'm just going to... And then that takes out the cute level of it. It's like he's not being assertive anymore. Like he's no longer taking interest. He like handed you off, pawned you off to his friend. So yeah, I wouldn't yeah. be very flattered person. But hey, maybe some girls like it. Right, right. By the way, I am noticing some people are talking. This is going back to a lot of people are wondering if Chloe is going to be the sister of Lucifer. And that would be very disappointing. Someone said, (laughs) Ivan Soto said, like, gross, no Luke and Leia deal, which is, yeah. Oh, boy. That would be tough. I know. I'm just hoping they're not related just because I feel like there is a spark there and maybe this will be the person that gets her out of her relationship with Dan. But I don't know. Getting into a relationship with Lucifer. Yeah, I don't think that would turn out well. (laughs) Yeah, it sounds like at best a temporary fling. (laughs) Right, right. Unless you're really into S&M or something. (laughs) He might be great at that. So do you think Lucifer is going to get progressively more evil or do you think he's going to become more human as it goes along? I think he's going to become human. My hope for the show, and this is where I'm wondering if they're going to go, is that throughout the first season, he's going to become more human. And then at the end of the first season, he's 
realizing that's the wrong path he should be on, mm-hmm. and then he's going to start to go darker. Um, that's where I'm guessing they're going with this, because you just can't keep getting more and more human as the show goes on. He's just going to be a dude by the end of it. You know, so <laughs> eventually, you know, as he gets more and more human, it's just going to become Castle, and he's just going to be Nathan, he's going to morph into Nathan Fillion. Yeah, having as it kind of goes on. Pina Colada's on the beach on a Saturday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is what, is that your definition of being a human? Yes, having that's pina my coladas? dream, human life. <laughs> that's like, you know, what typical human things, having Pina Colada's on a beach. I'm like, okay. Yeah. I would hey. say maybe having a family or yeah of course loss. all those awesome things i you don't think a supernatural being could just kick back on a beach and enjoy a pina colada yeah i mean yeah supernatural kind of shows the mix and on that subject right uh let's see joe henderson commented on the whole supernatural element how people wanted mm-hmm. to see more of it but i want to hear your thoughts before i tell you what he said do Ooh. you think they're going to implement more realms more demons more angels or do you think it's going to stick more with the case I mean, I've been saying from, and I feel like a lot of the people on on the chat are kind of with me on this because it seems like most people keep talking about, maybe it's because we're talking about it so much, about whether uh, who's human and who's not human, what's the big mystery behind everything, and that, uh, so I, I'm just wondering, I've always, I'm championing the fact that I want more demons to come out. I want, I love the little Easter egg that they planted in the pilot of like, what happens with all those souls in hell? So I want some souls from hell to come out. I want mm-hmm. them to be fighting souls from hell. And they can fight normal cases as well. But I want to fight normal cases, people being manipulated by souls from hell, people that are like yeah. maybe some angels that are, have fallen but haven't you know gone all the way to hell. And yeah. I know that's very like supernatural, but like as in the show Supernatural. Mm-hmm. But... I, I like the show Supernatural, and I, I think this is coming from a place of a different perspective. And we he, they don't have to fight werewolves or anything, but I kind of just want them to at least see more demons and, and angels. So what do you think? What what have they, have they said? They said a little something like this. So Joe Henderson, once again, the showrunner, commented, and he said regarding the supernatural elements, yeah, that's the trick of the show, and it's the line that has been the hardest and most fun thing to walk. Too much, and you become an entirely different show. Too little, and it becomes a show I don't want to watch either. So he kind of agrees with you there. He kind of wants a mix, a good balance. Furthermore, he said some episodes will be a bit more fantastical, and others will be more grounded and just have a touch of it. Okay. So, All right. So I'm that's glad kind to of hear what we about can expect. those more fantastical shows. I, <laughs> I kind of want to see it get more fantastic. Yeah, because it's interesting. You can't really tell who's who or what's what because right. they all have the human shell. So to me, it's easy to see because some of them kind of dress in leather and kind of yeah. show their devilish tendencies while the others are a little bit harder to perceive. Yeah. I mean, a men in deal makes it perfectly clear. Yeah, he kind of <laughs> can't. I, mean, I think it's because he has the wings. Yep. He can't walk around as a normal human at all. It, it always goes in a slow-mo around him. Yep. So, except unless someone else is on that other plane with him so he has to deal with that but he's also i don't know if we really talked about this about how he digs maze how yeah, that's he like, was feeling that and he seemed like as powerful as he was yeah. she was a good fight for him right and or did he want to be fought i think that was that's the weakness <laughs> is because he was able to fight her 
pretty much up against the wall. But as soon as the lick on the face, he's like, oh, what are these feelings I'm having? Yeah. What are, what am I experiencing? About going back to heaven. Hmm. So it's, it could be, it could be fun where they go with that. So I totally agree. So we got some news and gossip for you guys this week. Okay. So it's still going on with the hundred million moms. They continue to say that Fox's new drama, Lucifer is spiritually dangerous. I have a response from Henderson. So I'm getting into that with a little prefacing from the new, the hundred million moms. As I go on the new proof, program i'm sorry lucifer glorifies satan as a caring likable person in human flesh the character Mm -hmm. lucifer morningstar makes being the devil look cool he drives a fancy car he gets out of a speeding ticket owns a nightclub in la and is irresistible to women now henderson responded to that and he said i don't mind someone judging me after seeing what we've done but having this knee-jerk reaction of a show that i think has a very christian message to it which is anyone can be redeemed right what a lovely thing to get out there I guess the question is, can anyone be redeemed? And the devil is exploring it. It's hard to think of a more Christian message than that, but instead they twist it to this knee-jerk thing. More power to them on that. I hope they watch the show, and I hope they change their minds on that. So. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, it is a redemption story, so it is about someone kind of, you know, being redeemed. And if you look at... Uh, at at the... In the Bible, you know, it's, you know, always throwing the first stone or Mm -hmm. dealing with uh and forgiving the the thief on the cross so it's you know that's that's always been a part of the story right forgiveness so we'll see if it comes into play so let's do a little predictions to finish out the show we're gonna start with dave over here after buzz tv predictions Oh, it didn't. The lights didn't. Fly. Oh my god! Uh, he was waiting. I was so ready to be all like powerful. Anyways, I I think that we're gonna get darker. Oh yay! You're after Buzz TV. Okay, now it's official, people. Okay, cool. Thank you, thank you. Um, yeah, I think we're gonna get spookier, like this music. I think it's gonna get, and that's what I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna. That's my wish fulfillment. Is that it's gonna get darker. He's gonna get darker. I want him to be the smartest man in the room, not just the prettiest. And that's where I'm hoping they'll eventually go as he as he pursues this like way, and then maybe finds out that. That God is on his is fighting against them, and then he's going to go against God. I want him to be more evil. I'm kind of with Maze on this entire thing. I'm backing her up on this. So where where do you think it's going to go? Oh, I, I I see where you're going with that, and I really feel that Maze and Amen and Deal are going to team up, and right. he's going to have to sacrifice his wings potentially in order to get Lucifer back to hell, which may end up <laughs> in cause getting yeah. him sent to hell. So I'm really. Curious to see where that's going to lead. I also have an additional uh, theory. Throw it in there. Throw it in there. Is I think um, the devil's going to, Lucifer's going to get darker, and Chloe's going to find out that for some reason she's the only thing that could kill the devil. So then she'll be in the position of, do I kill the devil just for the sake of killing the devil and sparing the world of his darkness, or do I keep helping him and am I, because he's now my friend? So I think they're going to have to deal with that conflict as it comes up. Because I think that she's his kryptonite. 
Oh, I completely agree. Well, yep. on that wonderful note, thank you guys so much for tuning in. You can watch us on AfterBuzzTV.com. You can find us on iTunes and YouTube. Follow Please us. remember to review us and give yes, us all the five, five stars. stars. Thumbs up, all that jazz. And thank you so much once again for tuning in. I'm your host, Samantha Benitz. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Samantha underscore Benitz. You can find me at Mr. Dave Child on Twitter and Instagram at DaveChild.com. Take care, guys. Bye, guys. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 